Hi, we're your Prairie Gardens plant experts. I think in the summertime we forget to consider the maintenance issues. We certainly want to go in and do some deadheading along with our fertilization. When you deadhead, I don't care if it's an annual or perennial or shrub roses, it induces new growth and then you'll have new flowers on that new growth. It just starts to freshen up and keep everything continually blooming throughout the season. Come to Prairie Gardens, Springfield and Duncan, Champaign. And welcome to Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens. We are here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. Come on out and join us if you can or join us by phone at 217-356-9397. You can also text us at 217-351-5357. We have our plant experts standing by and today they include Ms. Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Hey, good morning, Marianne. And John Weisgarber, welcome back. Good morning, Tamara. We missed yeah. you've been. It seems like it's been a while since I've been on the show. Yes, I'm counting. Too long. Yes, it's been. We've missed you two Saturdays now, and missed. I say strongly. Thank you. We missed you. Thanks. You're welcome. But it's really nice to be off sometimes. Yes. <laughs> really. <laughs> Well, and isn't it interesting that wherever it is that you go, you end up yeah, taking in something different regarding landscaping or gardening oh, heck yeah. or planting? Yeah. Yeah. You're always looking at trees and shrubs. And Sometimes you come home with them, too. <laughs> Do you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's always good to travel to different parts of the country to see What's different? That's different what, what do we yeah. call that? Zone envy? Zone envy. Oh, yes. that's good. That's what it is. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Zone envy. Yeah, I think I have a lot of zone envy for a few of the plants in the south, like the crepe myrtle and, and the blue hydrangeas, because they just seem to be abundant there. They, I, what am I thinking of? North Carolina, I guess, really. Yeah. You have the yeah. right soil. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I want to share a picture with you. I know we can't share it with people at home but i can describe it but this was sent to me a couple days ago uh, walking in their neighborhood wow uh, somebody's front yard walking in their neighborhood and what it is is a a just charming front porch that has uh, rocking chairs on it but the peonies are in full bloom and the poppies are in full bloom this was taken just a couple days ago so that's a good that 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 makes you understand our peonies have been done months oh yeah they're done <laughs> oh okay so that's this a good is point. and these are just um in full bloom right now and where was that uh that's in oregon oh but good it didn't now. occur to me that they were that far behind us yes that is interesting i thought that was really interesting so zone envy oh yeah honey yeah <laughs> <laughs> so did you go anywhere interesting or anything that you feel like sharing. Let me put it like that. <laughs> Let's get I mean, personal. not put you on the spot. <laughs> Actually, no, I did not go out of town. You had a staycation. I had a staycation. Nice. Which I love because it seems like I'm never home. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to do that because sometimes vacations are um, a lot of work. You know, you go, yeah. you get home, and you yeah. think, "Oh heavens, I can, I can relax now." Oh, but I have to go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there's all the you know planning and prepping and 
and the excitement and then you go and you you want to catch everything you can and then yes. nonstop and then when you get home it's like oh you're exhausted yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly that's why you have yeah. to take the extra day off yes or so two. that you can yeah Ish. so that you can yeah, you can rest up after your vacation because there's a lot of work so yeah. did you do anything in your yard John in yeah. your garden well i actually have done a lot of things awesome but, Let's hear it. But, well, it's some of it's boring, you know. Well, that's what gardening is sometimes. Well, of course, you know what? <laughs> of course, what we've been doing water, is water, watering. Water. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was huge. Um, I did get a load of compost. Oh. Because I didn't get it to to top dress in the spring yeah. at all. So exactly. I'm like, well, if I'm doing all this watering, uh, I'm going to top. I've been top dressing with the uh, compost, and then yeah. I've been putting mulch on top of it. Just to help hold the moisture. And then, and then you watered, and then we had a nice rain. Yeah. Your your plants are saying, thank you, thank oh you, thank gosh. you. Compost. Top dressing with compost is, is a fabulous thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, when, when plants are going through stress like they have been, mm-hmm. heat stress, mm-hmm. um, it that's just, just being nice to them, just doing that little extra thing. It's not a small thing. It's a, it, Top dressing with compost is actually nice, but um, that's that's just an extra way to protect them, help them. Uh, survive through this through the stress that they've been going through okay yeah for sure that's pretty awesome that was that was well it isn't one of the boring things (laughs) watering it and that was it's a lot of work that was one of the exciting things (laughs) yeah pulling weeds um i've been working on um i have an area it's kind of on the side of my house uh the way it's angled front side where i have a, a fire area where we do Fires and I got some benches. Oh, the infamous fire area. Uh, yeah, it's okay. kind of in that area. So, <laughs> so not the burning so, leaves fire the, area. The burning bush, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been able to I've been deciding how I want to handle it because you know under the trees you know you don't have grass and there's mostly weeds and right. so I've been taking tree logs that we have cut. Yeah. Everywhere. And I've been making, uh, lining them for paths. Oh, cool. cool. And then I can mulch in between. And then the, my whole area, I'm, I'm lining it around with the with the logs. And then I'm going to get it all mulched so it's a more pleasant environment. Nice. That that really defines an area, doesn't it? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. I, I like thought, it. Why not work with nature? Yeah. We've if you've got, got it, it, might as well use it. Yeah. <laughs> it actually looks kind of cool. I'll bet I didn't it is. think that... I thought maybe it's kind of kitschy at first, but it looks good. It's working out. That's good. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. pretty fun. That sounds cute. Sounds like you had a great staycation. Yeah. Cool. Power washed and stained the deck. Oh my! Wow. You know. Well, maybe not so much fun. But, but that, but that's just all part of it. Of yeah, your, it is. Of your, of your uh, enjoyment of the property. You exactly. Know, you sit the there whole thing. Yeah. You can sit there and enjoy. Yep. As opposed to. I got to do work, this. Work, I got to do work, that. Work. I got to do yeah. that. Yeah. Let's get that done. Let's Those get are things done. checked off the list. Yeah, I, at my house, somebody just said to me, just did say, can we just kind of sit and enjoy this now? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no. Only just now? They well, made it through July 4th. Wow. Yeah, because, no, because we're going to do some planning over here. Seriously? We're going to move that. <laughs> While we're sitting, yeah. we're going to make some we more plans. Got to yeah. get her done. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's exactly what I do. So I'm... I'm 
I've actually gotten a lot of my big plantings done, you know, the trees and, and shrubs, some some basic stuff going in. And I, I'm sitting there one evening and under the umbrella, and it's, it's like really nice. And I'm thinking, oh, but you know what? Maybe I could do that over there. Or maybe I could put some. It's like, stop. But, you know, gardens don't ever stop. Right. They And they shouldn't, I don't think. They should no. always be in constant motion. Yeah, it's yeah. always evolving. They don't, they don't have to be, like, changing 100% every, every year, but, you mm. know. <laughs> Sometimes just a little bit of change makes a huge difference. I ended up cutting back some of my, uh, some of the just iris leaves, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, peony stems. Yes. Just, and boy, it's just so much better. It's like having a haircut. Yeah. You know, and having it all cleaned up. Those little things do make a lot of difference. Yeah. I was surprised, but yes, you're right. I think um, you, you mentioned peonies, and, and, and with that photograph, um, I have powdery mildew coming on my peonies again. So I've started spraying with um, uh, a semi-persistent uh, fungicide, which I hope abates it. But, man, I'll tell you, it's always something. It is. Japanese uh, beetles, yeah. powdery mildew. That can kind of yeah. tell you something, though, is that, that it's not getting enough sunlight or it's not getting enough something it's getting plenty of sunlight it's probably air circulation and this actually is in pretty much in open areas but but it's a really dense plant so uh, i probably should take some stems out of it it's one of those ones i told you that was when i don't leave mine at at its normal height during the rest of the season when it's in flower i do but then i usually cut them back and down so that i i have it at the height i want it yes but what I need to do is take some stems out to open up the cir- air circulation. That's a good idea. Yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah. just sometimes when they're really dense, uh, just to get that that flow through will help 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 it, eliminate yeah. the the the. It, uh, it makes a lot of difference. The fungus. Yeah. Have yeah. you had any Japanese beetles? No. No. Not I've had only just None? maybe a handful of customers. Wow. Which is interesting to me. Yeah. That. Because usually they're in full swing. Oh, yeah. It's usually Father's Day weekend when the garden walk is. <laughs> right. <laughs> that they start coming. And and this year, I think they were a little bit late, later than normal. And I haven't seen but just a few in my backyard. Seems like sometimes they're kind of cyclical. As oh, far for as sure. Absolutely, for sure. Severity. So I don't know. I, I've had a few customers say they have them. Um, one customer that said he was inundated with them. So, Oof. you know, there's always pockets of, of high populations. But if you can cut back that population this year, probably won't be as bad next year. Okay. So, good advice. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number, or you can text 351-5357 for Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. Live? Yes. Well, semi-alive. With the air circulation that you were pointing out, it yeah. made me think of... Um, Somebody told me, now, if you have too much creeping Charlie, then that means that you're not getting enough sunlight in there. I, 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 I couldn't attest to that because I think creeping Charlie likes sun also. Oh, I, I, okay, I truly do. I, I've had it growing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it likes, it likes it no matter what. Yeah, it just does. <laughs> and, and weeds love this weather we've been having. Love yeah. it. The hot, dry. Oh, they just take off. Yeah. I think maybe part of that is... Uh, because in in more shade you don't have as much lawn, 
because it's thinner because yeah. of, and then the creeping charlie allows to take over faster okay that's probably right that's but just I, my theory you know? I, have, I but i have it pop up in strange little places and it doesn't seem to have a preference for sun or shade <laughs> At least in my yard, unfortunately. But once you pull it up, it doesn't have very deep roots, does it? Oh, no. Creeping Charlie? No, okay, but it's good. real pervasive. It likes to spread. and you know, Once it spreads, then it gets all those little roots and keeps going and going. Mm. And every little root that you don't pull up develops into another plant. And, <laughs> and many, many roots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Okay. Boy, that'd be great erosion control, though. So on a slope, would. you know. It, it probably would never grow on a slope because you want it to. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of weeds and keeping things cut back, yeah. I have been staying on top of, let me knock on wood here, um, the pokeweed. I, they have not come to seed. I still have that little birdhouse that you made us. <laughs> I was just thinking the same and thing. Every you time mean, I walk by it, a birdhouse this year. <laughs> every <laughs> time I walk by it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> Good. And for those of you who missed it, this woman last year, I had such the problem. Well, I have a couple past years, but with pokeweed, so <laughs> it wasn't just pokeweed. It was highly developed pokeweed. I've never seen pokeweed that big. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I believe it was taller than you. Yes. And, and the stems yes. were, shoot, they were, they, they had were to have been the size of a quarter or larger. Yes. They were about, yes, quarter or larger. That was, just, <laughs> see, it just and makes they had, smile, doesn't it? Does. Lovely it purple you. berries, you know, that you're like, oh, how pretty. And then you hear kind of poisonous and you're like oh maybe that's not so good <laughs> so then yeah then i have all of these old pokeweeds that i've cut down and i saw the that once they dried that yeah you had a nice stalk there you had a had to do it with a logging saw didn't you <laughs> yeah uh-huh. <laughs> no actually i think i was able to do it with scissors Oh, cool. Believe that's it or awesome. not. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't, yeah. but that's okay. Well, and see, it, I, I looked up on, online to see what kinds of things can you do with pokeweed. And at first, the well, really, I was thinking of the birdhouse. But then I saw that you can make pokeweed ink and that in the Civil oh, War, uh, when soldiers would want to write home, a lot of times they would just make pokeweed ink. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Wow. How cool is that? That's so, kind of interesting. See, maybe I'll try something like that. And how many, time, how many times have I told you any plant in the wrong place is a weed? <laughs> okay. So it doesn't necessarily mean that pokeweed is a weed if you like it and use it. Excellent point. So, okay. If it can serve as a a source for ink, yeah, or a source for amusement. <laughs> yes. Gosh, now so, I'm thinking maybe yes. I better let one grow so I do have berries for <laughs> ink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ah, this is Prairie Gardens Plant Experts Live. You can give us a call at 217-356-9397 or text us at 351-5357. John, you missed it last week. Steve brought in some uh, really nice little fingerling potatoes. Ooh. Oh, man, he was growing those for me. I know. It's okay. Sorry. Oh, that it was just beginning, though. That He said it's, this is just the start. Okay. So. Nice. And And onions and, oh, greens like crazy. Isn't I'm waiting for so, the tomatoes. So rewarding to, he had, like, to harvest that. like his own little that. produce oh. Have friends that have a garden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's As, a text. Uh, it says, 
Hello, I'm interested in planting coneflowers and black-eyed Susans. Should I wait? Are they only planted by seed? Thanks from Vera. Well, Vera, well, Vera we've got the coneflowers and some the black-eyed Susans. Yeah. We just got in a brand new shipment of perennials. We did. They're absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Yes, we did. And and more coming next week. So we have so much color in perennials right now and a great selection. We just, all of a sudden, there were, everything was gone. Not everything, yeah. but it's like, wow, people are planting. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just got on the stick and we ordered some more plants. And yep. Prairie Gardens is all stocked up with perennials and they will be again next week. And yes, plant now. You we, you buy plants in containers that with the root systems and the crowns, growing crowns, and uh, you can plant them now. Uh, you can plant them from seed. Uh, I would probably do perennials in the spring, though, wouldn't you, John? I would, I, yeah, yeah, because otherwise you're not going to get any plants. Uh, enough establishment. Yeah, maybe. you have to, the maturity yeah. date's pretty pretty long. So, But but it's all about keeping up with the water right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So you can plant anything right now. Sure. Just keep up with the water. Prep the soil, add your compost, put some mulch. mulch. That's, water. That's, you're going to be your friend. Water, you know? water, water. Yeah. And the perennials are 25% off. Even these brand new ones. Wow. That's the best 25% part. 25% off. And you know what? I just had uh, this kind of surge in interest in, in fruit trees because our all of our fruits are 40% off. 40, 40. Wow. 40% off. And we have a great selection of, of fruit trees. And they're fruiting. <laughs> and they're fruiting. Yes, they are. Oh, my gosh. It's it's just amazing. I but know. I was back there looking at the the veggies, and I see tomatoes, I see strawberries, yeah, I see peppers there's all a few, growing a few and ready. And yeah, there's a few things. It's it's a little late ready. to be planting some of those vegetables. You might not get much of a harvest, but it's fun to watch them. I mean, you can get some certainly, but it's not too late for the fruit. Good fruit trees. You trees and shrubs you can plant anytime. Absolutely. Just keeping up with water. How much room do you need for a fruit tree, though? I think because they aren't going to be like forty feet tall. Here's what she's going to okay, say. Okay, wait right? for it. Wait for it. It just depends. <laughs> it's That's been right. so long you're, since I heard that. You're expression. surprised, aren't you? Well, well, most of our fruits are semi-dwarfs. Yes. Uh, Fifteen. That the semi dwarf is it. The designation is twelve to fifteen feet. They're grafted onto special rootstock that keeps them not the fruit, just the plants keeps them um, somewhat smaller and more compact, which is better for most homeowners. Absolutely, yeah. for space and harvesting, obviously. Yeah. Right. So, because you want the air circulation, you want to give them at least fifteen feet. That their canopy could just Around. expect the canopy to get that. You may not let it get that as pruning is is really important. I was telling yesterday a lady yesterday that uh, pruning is a it's a science and it's an art. Mm-hmm. Fruit trees, it's really important to do it right for that air circulation, for sunlight to get into the uh, where the fruit is and oh. ripen it. So there's a lot of reasons to do it correctly. And the extension office has uh, Illinois University of Illinois Extension Office has a great fruit book, but. Uh, and it's online also. Mm-hmm. Uh, the information is just really valuable and very pertinent. Yeah. So. Great. So do you, for most fruit trees, you want to plant on that. Um, I think our cherries were not semi-dwarf. I don't think that usually happens, but they're typically under 20 feet, okay. cherry trees. But I think that all of our cherries are gone. All of our plums are gone. Yep. But we've got peaches and nectarines and apples and pears and Asian pears and. Yeah. 
and they all have fruit on them. Well, what a, get them in the ground this year. Yeah. And then you're going to have that step ahead for next year. It's going to get its roots established now. Absolutely. And then you're going to have some great, great production next year. Absolutely. They're producing now, so you know they're going to – because uh, a lot of uh, fruits don't produce until they're six or seven years old. So obviously they're they're at that age because they're already producing. Yeah. So you're right there ahead. Yeah. Well, that's 40%, 40%, 40% off. You had uh, a no- knockout rose <laughs> bush that just, it was calling to me, like from calling across the yard, just this one plant. It was so bright red. And I'm like, what? Showbiz, I think it was called. But you have so many beautiful roses that are also on sale, right? Yes. Yes. 25% off. Yes. Yeah. Showbiz is a uh, uh, floribunda, I believe. Yes, I believe it is too. So it's not a shrub rose. No. Okay. How, okay. But we've got we've got an, a nice selection of roses, and even the knockouts are on sale. So yep. it it's time. There's nothing wrong with planting now, as long as you're not going to go on vacation next week and not water. Okay. So if you can just keep up with the water, that's the issue. You know, you're you're going to water anyway, so why not have a couple more plants? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, my, that's my... Well, that's a great Seriously. way of looking at it, John. I, I always look at it like that. I love There's that. There's always room for one more plant. That's right. <laughs> and you're doing it anyway. You might as well water one more. That's right. Yeah. It was, well, John, you brought some plants to the table. Though, <coughs> those are... Hosta. They're all hosta? Yes. Isn't that amazing? Really? I, I've given presentations about just landscaping with hosta because it is one of the most interesting landscape tools in a shade garden. Oh, absolutely. There is such a variety of hosta. That's... From little tiny guys, I mean, seriously small, to things that are eight feet wide and four <sighs> feet tall. Really? Oh, absolutely. And large leaves, small leaves, ruffled leaves, um, variegated leaves. Just, just amazing. So, so just when you think all the hostas look the same, they really don't. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pe- people say, oh no, I don't like hosta. There's like you know, there's the green one, there's the variegated one, and oh no, honey. They and all have a specific little nuance. Yes, yes, they do. And it, it's interesting that. Um, the newer ones really are better performers. They're becoming tetraploid. Um, it makes them a, a little more uh, dense, a lot more uh, substance. Um, just better performers. So their newer ones are better. There are some, however, that are just uh, tried and true that will always be in the in the market. But uh, th- these, these, these are all proven winners that John brought, that, which is a, a company that promotes. Uh, th- they test them and, and make sure that they're going to perform really well. Uh, and that's that's you can they pretty prove much, that yeah, they're going to be a winner. They, they are before yes, they sell. Absolutely, yep, that's that's they're that's what they pride themselves winners. in. Yes, so that's great. And and it, it they've begun to they have a, a hybridizer, uh, a hosta hybridizer. And actually, Hans does uh, hybridizes several things. But I've known him for a lot of years because of he was in the hosta world. But um, he's he's actually hybridizing a number of these now. Isn't that cool? So so I this one that. Uh, the other day caught my eye. It's called uh, Wee, W-H-E-E-E, like Wee. Wee! It's, it reminded me of the Geico pig with the pinwheel out the window. Yes! <laughs> and I, 
Well, and I thought maybe that's because it's it's all ruffly, and it, if you look down inside of it, it actually does look like a pinwheel. Yeah, that's so cool. It, and the, the edges of the leaves are so ruffled. It's really unique, and they're they're longer and more lance-like yes. leaves. And they have lovely green centers, but then like a yellowish uh, outer lining, creamy along margin, the yeah. creamy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real pretty. It's not a it's not a huge one. No, either. it isn't. It's uh, uh, about twelve to eighteen inches in and both directions. Maybe a little yeah. bit wider than that. Maybe yeah. about two feet wide, but yeah. uh, about a foot and a half tall. And that one's called Wee Wee Wee, <laughs> like being on a Ferris wheel or something. Wee Right, right. <laughs> and yeah. I'm always a I'm always a sucker for for the blue tones, and this one's very interesting to me because it's it's called Water Slide. I can see that. Just so the, the description is, the is 14 inches short. 14 inches short. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> That's a nice size plant. Yeah. That'll fit into a lot of it landscapes. Is. Lovely bloom there, too. Yeah. The lavender, lilac uh, coloring. And, and a smaller leaf, again, slightly ruffled, not, not as much as we, but... Um, that blue-green coloration of the leaf is just fabulous. Mm-hmm. But what I like about that is... You can always take a smaller one and contrast it with a larger one or or a different colored one. Or even like with we, John just brought, uh, handed down one that is, I believe, that's coast to coast. Coast to coast. Yeah. Um, But the green, yellow green foliage with this variegated one, the Hui, what a nice contrast. Or with the blue one that you have here, what a gorgeous contrast. Yeah. Just, there's so much you can do with Hasta. People... In fact, I, I had a neighbor who would say, I, I asked him if I could use some of his property to grow my, my hosta because I didn't have any more shade. I was shade gardening. And he said, shade gardening? What's that? <laughs> or, or people that um, believe that shade is a curse. Oh, my gosh, no. No, Oh, my gosh, all. no. There's so many things you can do with it. And there's so many plants you can put with hosta that doesn't, I think, um, um, Landscaping just with hosta is a little bit ho-hum, but, uh, you know, put other things in it. There's uh, Solomon's seal and, and uh, Ber- uh, Bergini or uh, uh, pig squeak. Um, oh, just on and on and on. So many things. I love the ferns. Ferns are, are one of my favorites. Fabulous. As a contrast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the heucheros. Yes. Astilbees. There's just so many things you can put with it. So, so yeah, there, it's, again, you don't, you don't get... As many flowers, but yeah. you get that the cool foliage. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's you know in in design. We've talked about this a lot. Um, when you're designing a landscape or trying to put a landscape together, or or not even put a, put a landscape together, you're just trying to accent with annuals. Annuals truly do bloom all all season long, except there'll be times that they slow down. Mm-hmm. So remember that also with perennials because they have a bloom time and then they're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember the foliage because that's what you're going to be living with all season long, right. 100%. Good and, advice. And why not have this kind of coloration and texture in in a landscape and to heck with the flowers. That's right. Yeah. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number, or you can text three five one five three five seven to talk to the experts. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and talk to Gary first and Buddy will be with you in a moment. Gary from Urbana is calling in though about tomatoes. Hey, good morning, yeah, good Gary. Morning. 
Um, I'm watching tomatoes for a friend of mine, and they're smaller than a grape tomato. Oh. But they're growing about a third to a half, and they look real good there. But the bottom is flat. It's brown, and it's, like, hard. Uh, any idea what that is? I mean, it would help if I could show you a tomato. But <laughs> so You're talking about You can fruit. set the tomato down. It's totally flat on the bottom, and it has, like, a, a brown skin on it. Yep, yep. Would it be an heirloom? No? It sounds like it's uh, what's called blossom inrot. Perhaps. That's what I thought it was, too. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. problem. It sounds just I... like it. Yeah. Yeah. Then so that's shortage the, of calcium? It's a shortage of calcium. Uh, sometimes it's caused by inconsistent waterings. Um, can be okay. one, of the, one of the reasons. And there is a, a, a product that is, is it called... Um, uh, Blossom in rot. <laughs> yeah. Rot stop. Yeah, rot it's stop. Rot yeah. Stop. Yeah, rot stop. I, it was a simple name and I just couldn't think of it. But uh, that's a product that'll help eliminate, help elim- control that. Yeah, it's uh, it's basically a calcium product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes, you know uh, just a, to be. A friend of mine told me, a science teacher, he said to put whole, he pours whole milk into it because that gets the calcium to it right away. And that helped mine, so I thought that. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Was. That is interesting. Well, you know what I was going to say was that um, a lot of people say they just crumble up eggshells when they're planting the the, right. the tomato and plant that mm-hmm. in the hole, and that sometimes helps. But I never heard the milk. That's that's that really incredible. I, I would give that yeah, a well, shot I for sure. About, yeah. yeah, I told him about the eggshells, and he said, "Well, the thing about milk was it's already in a liquid form, and it's going to sure. absorb it very quickly." Sure, okay, that makes well, perfect I sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank Thanks. you very much. Good luck. You okay, bet, Gary. Love it. Yeah. What a great idea. Another, I love another, that. Tip another too. tip for tomatoes. See, every day's a learning day. I know, right? All right, let's go back to the phone lines where Buddy has been waiting patiently. Thank you so much, Buddy. How are you this morning? Uh, doing well. A beautiful morning, isn't it? Yes, yes it fantastic. is. Well, my question is simple. Um, Last summer, I planted a bunch of accent. Thought I'll make these accent plants and plant them about ten feet apart. Big mistake. They look so much better clumped. So I was going to transplant them, and I was curious when and how. Buddy, I missed what kind of plants they were. Echinacea coneflower. Oh, oh echinacea. Okay. Uh huh. Have they bloomed yet? Yes, they're looking pretty spectacular right now. I, I would hesitate to move them while they're blooming, but when they're finished blooming, go ahead and move them. And, and so, uh, like John, John was saying, you want to just keep up with the water, make sure you, you uh, put mulch around them and keep up with the watering. Uh, so still this summer, like if they're done in August, go ahead. You you certainly could. Yeah, I, I think you could. But I, I wouldn't yeah. do it while they're flowering. Okay. Yeah, it's they're going to struggle if if you uh, do it while they're flowering because they're going to try to uh, try to establish roots and they're also going to try to keep that flower going. So it's a lot it's really of energy they're, they're stress using the up right now. Out. Yeah. How big a root ball would you suggest I take out? You said you planted them last year. Yes. What do you think, John? About twelve inches? I think about twelve. Yeah. Yeah, and not all of that soil is probably going to stay around it, but um, I I dig that far out. 
just to see what's okay. what's there. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. tough. And then, you well, know, whenever whenever you're transplanting, I always like to to uh, dig my holes and get those prepped before beforehand, you yeah. lift it out of the ground. Yeah. Because that way it can go immediately in. Yes. I always like to put yeah. a little bit of compost into my new planting site, too. Absolutely. I think that helps hugely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Great. Thank you so much. Good oh, luck with that. that. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. 356-9397 is our phone number, or you can text 351-5357 to speak to our experts here at Prairie Gardens. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Mary, who's calling in from Tuscola. Hey, good morning, yeah, Mary. Good morning. <laughs> uh, good morning. The gentleman was talking about the dark spot on the tomatoes, and they said yeah. the whole melt. Yeah. I wondered how much. How much, oh, milk? how much whole milk? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I don't really either. I, I, I imagine you'd want to have enough to go into the root system. Yeah. So you probably, it's like watering. You want to make sure that it uh, gets down deep enough so that the plant can absorb it. Right. Yeah, so, depending on how big the plant is. You know, it could be up to half a gallon even as yeah, far as that goes. Yeah, I would think, yeah. Well, this is in a pot. I only do, you know, potted gardening because where I live. Uh-huh. And um, I've had, and I got uh, the um, patio tomatoes from you, and I've had three little ones. They've really been little, but they turned red right away. But nice. these bigger ones just keep growing, and they're just green as a gourd. I laughed, and I said, I guess we'll have green fried tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> but I don't know. I had them a couple of times. I didn't care for them, but uh, I had a gal, a friend of mine that was from Kentucky, made them, so I know they had to be done right and good. <laughs> Boy, that's for sure. That sounds oh, fun. Okay. I, You know what? I was just thinking that if you had... Um, if you think that you use, say, uh, a gallon of water on that p- particular pot, you could maybe use um, a 50-50 mix of milk and water. Mm-hmm. So use a, a, a ga- half a gallon of, of milk and dilute it with, with uh, half a gallon of water. I wonder. Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe, and then maybe follow it up the next time or not the same way. I I, I don't know that either. <laughs> uh, that's really interesting because this is the first time I've heard or, or, or heard the suggestion of using milk, which makes perfect sense. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, I just can't. But I, I was, you know, when he didn't say how much he used or whatever, I thought maybe he might call back and tell us. Oh, maybe he will. That'd be awesome if he could. That would be great. I know how many eggs to tell you, how many eggshell eggs to tell you, but I, I don't know about milk. All right. <laughs> Tell me on the eggshells. I may have to do that. Well, it, they, usually people say just take a couple of, of eggs that you've used to keep the, a couple of, of the shells and crumble them up. So two or okay. three eggshells. Yep. Two or three whole egg whole shells. Because <laughs> yeah. so. it's, right. it's the calcium that they're after. It's the calcium they're after. Right. Yeah. I remember. Well, it wasn't that, but my grandmother had what was called oyster 
don't know if there's another name with it or not, and it was granulars. And when the chickens would happen to lay eggs that had no hard shell on them, she would feed them that so that they would get the calcium to get to make the shell. Oh. Yeah, same same principle. I absolutely. Yeah. And the chickens yeah. eat anything, so yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mary. Yeah, thanks, Mary. It's uh, a great question. Great you, you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. We have to have somebody test it. Okay, okay, Mikey, you do it. <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, Steve can do that for us. Yeah. I'm waiting for his tomatoes. Yeah. I, I have he one amazes tr- me about he, he grows such a variety. It's cool to see what variety is available out there. Oh heck yeah! He's got small ones and large ones and orange ones and purple ones and bright red ones, striped ones. Yes, oh. that's yeah. right. And yes. They all have a little bit different flavor, and of course, yeah. we eat with our eyes. Obviously, oh, for sure. it's it's more exciting to have two or three different colors of tomatoes than just that one red one. That's, That's exactly great right. Point. Yeah, exactly right. Same thing with peppers. Yeah. 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 It's really neat, and and potatoes even are starting to come in different color. Or not oh. starting to, but they're being sold in different colors. And, right. Oh yeah, it's just so much fun. <laughs> it's not so ho hum anymore. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, um, uh, lots of sales going on here, and uh, I know that even inside. You've got some great things, too. Oh, yeah. And the pumpkins are sneaking back in. Yes, they are. I love the pumpkins. You've got a really cool Illini display right in front, No, I was told yesterday they're not pumpkins, they're gourds. Oh, really? Uh, In a couple weeks, they'll be pumpkins, but right now they're gourds. (laughs) I stand corrected. Brian Brian shared that with me. Right. Okay, good. He would know. Yes, he would. (laughs) Well, um, we've got a nice uh, clearance area going on yes, too. Yes, we do. Always like I like to walk through there. And I, see. I, it, it's always neat to see that get started, and then it, it's just started. There's a, a clearance area in the uh, in the store on the north side of the store. It's really fun. It's just fun. It is. We have the most fantastic selection of houseplants. Oh right now. gosh, John! I haven't even had time to walk through all of them. It was just so amazing to see. I Every day somebody brings up something, and I was like, where'd you get that? And then I have to go search for it. And it's like, there's so much, so many fun things out there. Yeah. Just beautiful. Okay, Gary called back. Yeah. Um, oh, but good. he just left a message oh, okay. with Dave, our producer. And uh, he said that his tomatoes are in containers, and he uses a quart of whole milk per pot, not mixing it with water. Okay. So... So that abs- if that you want to mix it with water, then do half a quart. Or- Excellent. Good to know. Good to know. It is. What hey, Gary, thanks for calling back. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you. That's Appreciate great. that. Love it. Mm-hmm. You still have, yeah, you're talking about things that are on clearance. You still have some of the 50-count um, impatience for now seven ninety seven, And, uh, boy, so many other annuals that are on sale out there. Yep. Yeah, sometimes you need to replace uh, something, pop it in, or mm-hmm. start a new container. But yeah, take advantage of for a whatever bit of reason the sale. something yeah. isn't blooming. Yeah. Yes, in fact, I I saw a number of people doing that yesterday, and and I've been walking around looking at my pots at home, thinking, 
yep, I need to get that replaced. Yeah. I mean, some this year they're particularly tired. Mm-hmm. I think they've they've been through enough stress. And that that heat just has just really been terrible. Yeah, it's been a challenge. Indeed. That's a nice word, challenge. Oh I my gosh, it. that rain was so nice yesterday. Do you though. know how much you got? Uh, not offhand. Did not you looking it up? I don't know, but I think about two inches. I wow. got. I measure by my wagon. I leave it down, and it <laughs> fills up. Of course you do. I got two inches. Really? That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Nice rain. And the it, one time it was pretty intense. It came down really hard. But it was mostly nice and gentle and continuous, which helps it to soak in really well and not just run off. Oh, good. So I noticed nice. this morning some of the cracks are closed up. Yay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yay. That, that always just breaks my heart when I'm out on yeah. my lawn and I see that dirt cracking up yeah it's a that means something doesn't it yeah (laughs) means that it really needs some water help me help me help me (laughs) i had a customer this week ask me about uh fertilizing his lawn and i said well you really unless you're watering it you know don't even attempt that's exactly right because he wanted it to be green yeah (laughs) you know it was the water do, that they really do need. your rain dance because yeah. you can water, 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 but there's nothing like rain. Yep. Just and feeding right now that would be like, like eating a big meal for them without having anything to drink with it. Pretty much. It would be like burning it. It up. could burn it. Oh. Up. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's always a good idea when you're when you're fertilizing things to make sure that they're hydrated first. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Uh, but make sure there's enough moisture in it, and then fertilize it, then water again. Okay, good. Hey, we have a text that says, can you clarify the flowers that are deadheadable? That would need to be deadheaded, I guess, I think, or don't need to be? I think that's pretty easy, something that you don't like the looks of. Yeah, I mean, if if, if you don't if you don't like the brown dried up flower heads on it take it off and (laughs) i think it always is better for the plant to take that off and it it encourages it to produce more blossoms there's there's a few annuals that that drop their flowers after after the flowers are done um and i was trying to think what they call that just doesn't need to be deadheaded Self deadheading. (laughs) okay (laughs) but i i it's like peonies i my next door neighbor doesn't mind having the the dried up flowers on on their bushes. That's fine, but I don't like it, so I I deadhead mine. Yeah. And there's uh, what was I? Do? Oh, vinca. I had some vinca the other day, the annual. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're blooming nicely, and I've never paid attention to them, but I just happened to walk by and think, oh, I want to get that dead flower off of there. So it just wasn't falling off. As Soon quickly enough. as I wanted it to. Well, yeah. And what I, is it you hate that, that you oh. don't plant because you have to deadhead them? Well, I hate, <laughs> oh, verbena. Oh, verbena, yeah. Ooh. And lantana I love, and but I hate when it goes to seed. Yeah. You know, and then, then it wants to stop blooming. So that's one that you really need to That's deadhead. another thing to think about. Some of those annuals particularly, if you don't deadhead them and they go to seed, then they, they slow down. Okay. Because that's what their goal is, Good is advice. to produce seed. Yep. All right. yep. Great sales going on out here at Prairie Gardens. 25% off the annuals, 25% off of the roses, 40%, 40% off fruits. 
and, and, and veggies. Perennials 25% off. Perennials 25% off. Great. And, and veggies that are already growing, uh, I guess not fruit, but produce. <laughs> produce and you know this what? has been oh i'm sorry yeah go let ahead. me go ahead and oh, just go go ahead go, go away <laughs> just wrap it up i'm the host i'm gonna take over okay okay <laughs> you've been listening to plant experts prairie gardens live i'm tamara mcdaniel the experts marianne metz john weisgarver our executive producer dave leak thank you for listening and enjoy this gorgeous weekend Hi, I'm Marianne, Prairie Gardens plant expert. We're often asked how to fertilize containers in outdoor garden beds. First, in a container, they're going to use a lot more nutrients, so a slow-release fertilizer is an excellent choice. Sometimes even you need to use a watering in fertilizer on top of the slow-release fertilizer. In flower beds, I like to approach that differently. I'd like to incorporate compost into the soil, and it's a very gentle fertilizer, which is great for new plantings. Prairie Gardens, we're here to answer all your garden questions.